What's going on, Caleb? It's good. Actually, a uh, SoCal kid now. K- kind of. Oh, that's right. I'm oh, sorry. Excuse yeah, I'm me. I'm both. My man's moved up Move, in the world. Moving up. Moving Sa- down. San Diego living. Ah, <laughs> people would say moved up. Moved up in the world. San Diego. How How is Dago right now? What's What's the weather like? What's going on down there? Down in SD. 70 degrees, baby. Like always. It's nice. Jeez. I mean, it's not been that nice for me. I've been, been under the weather the last few days, so... Well, uh, been been sleeping. Uh, got the got the. I don't even want to tell you now. Now you're just trying to embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when the tests come back, but hopefully, I don't have COVID. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. You never know these days, man. You what about know? you? What what you been on? Where you at right now? Where you at in the world? I know you, you're a you would you a traveling <sighs> man. You know, I'm. I stay on the road. I stay on the road. I'm in Chicago. This week, okay, windy city. It was actually really nice. Uh, Monday and Tuesday it was seventy-five degrees. Well, Monday and today, yeah. Damn. But uh, I think it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow. So. How long are you in Chicago for? It is what it is. Um, here till Thursday. Thursday, then then moving moving around. Uh, go to Ohio, then Indiana after that. But uh. But yeah, we out here, man. Nice. Episode two, Hoop World. Um, we've gotten through our first week of NBA action. I think first and foremost, me and Caleb wanna yep. send a, a a big apology to Dame yep. Lillard and the Blazers. Yep. I think we uh yeah. And Chauncey Billups. We we uh uh-huh. Anthony Simons. Who's that? G- who's that GM? Anthony Simons for sure. I mean, we did say he was nice though. Like that. Y'all can go back and listen to episode one. We 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 said that Damon Anthony was nice, but we didn't think that they had enough. And obviously, it's still early. It's only three games in, three or four games Jeremy in. Jeremy Grant, but, we owe you apology. Um, Nurkic, we owe you an apology. My guy from the Qs. Nurkic just held mm-hmm. Jokic to triple single last night. You know, I saw a stat. This is the first time Jokic didn't score in double figures since like February of last year against Portland. So, so Nurkic has done this to him twice. Former teammate. And weren't they traded for yeah, each other? Uh, they were on the same team. The Nuggets had them both. I, I think the Nuggets had them both. They did. And they, uh, I, I, I'll look. I'll, no, uh, I think. The, I think. Let me look it up. Let me look I it think up. Joker. I think Joker was in Portland, and then then. Those two were traded for each other, if I'm not mistaken. I think they, I think they were, they played together. Wow, well, if they played together, I was wrong. Anyways, but they chose basically they chose Joker though. Yeah. At the end of Joe the day. Cronin is the GM of the Blazers. We owe him an apology. We said they didn't do anything. I think they they Shaden Sharp. That the they actually kind of got outplayed mm. by the Kings game one. I watched that game start to finish, and Shaden Sharp, dude, was. Deadly in the second half. Just he's a bucket. If he's left open, money for three. So they have three 
three guys that play like Dame Lillard kind of. It's kind of sick. I mean, you got you to gotta have your backcourt ready. Got to be backcourt heavy, I guess, these days in the league, especially with all the threes and and just the action that goes on is definitely perimeter-based. It's a perimeter-based league. So, I mean, if you got tough guards, that's why I thought, you know, Denver was going to do well, especially with, uh, you know, Bones. Bones and Jamal coming back, and, you know, they still got veteran yeah, guard I think play they'll be with, fine. With, with, with I think they'll be fine. All right, I just pulled up an article from NBC Sports, uh, Northwest Trailblazers, and basically it just confirms that Jokic and Nurkic played a year and a half together, Dante, so. I was wrong. It's all okay. good. It's all good. One zero, one zero, one zero in, in our debate days for Caleb. We'll make sure we'll. Yeah, keep that'll that, be our uh, pros. Uh, that's our that. that's our pros versus Joe segment that um we'll be we'll be <laughs> featuring throughout the year. So um I'm gonna write that one down. One zero. One zero for Caleb. What what who has their stickies? Who is that that does the stickies? Ernie Ernie does yeah, the stickies the, on the TNT show. We should well, we should do that too. For, the, for, uh, uh, Let's see where else did we miss? So the Blazers L guarantee. <laughs> Blazers were an L. Uh, I think they're going to be really good. They're mm-hmm. a lot. I, I would already. They're they're a playoff team, um, for sure. Celtics are looking good. I don't think we gave them enough credit either. Yeah, I said we both said they could be a, a disappointing team. They're three and one. Um, yeah, I think Malcolm Tatum is Tatum's leading the league in scoring. I believe. No, John Moran is. I'm sorry, but Tatum is, I think, a close third or something like that. I'm looking right now. Um, yeah, I haven't really got to. I, yeah. I haven't got to see the Celtics play a full game yet. Uh, actually, no, that I take that back. The, their first game. Um, I don't know. It's hard, man. It's, it's this will be fun trying to to divvy up. We're 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 gonna divide and conquer some of our. Uh, some of our coverage on For this sure. podcast. So Dante's gonna he we're in two different time zones. So he's an East Coast guy, I'm West Coast guy. So I watch a lot of West Coast basketball traditionally and and I think he does more East Coast basketball just based on his schedule. So that's kinda gonna be a little bit more of the focus. So um we'll we'll mm-hmm. be providing updates in this segment every uh every week. Yeah, so about the East Coast, I mean, we started with Boston. We can, we can, we can stick with Boston. Uh, like you said, three and three and one is yeah. their record yep. right now. Uh, man, just looking like they picked up right where they left off as far as trying to make it back to uh, to the finals or leaving off. You know, with that bad finals loss to to the Warriors. I think going into that series, though, they really thought that they were going to win the championship. Um, a lot of people. Had them winning the championship, to be honest. Um, but you know, I, the Warriors showed their their leadership in that, and you know, I think the Celtics learned a lot from that. And shoot, they're coming out on fire this year. I think the first game, well, Jason and um, Jalen had what was it thirty? I'm sorry, not yeah, Jason, Jason and Jalen both had there was it thirty, thirty five plus or something like that in that first game, like crazy first duo to. Ever do that on opening night? I want to say, damn, something like that. Yeah, I think I kind of. So Jason's averaging what thirty two. Jalen Brown's averaging twenty four. Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon is hit, um is is hooping. I really like Noah Von Lee. 
that's the the the, the sleeper for them. Um, seeing him battle up against uh, Embiid, Joel. Yes, that was a. Uh, I think that was something they need some 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 size, a, a, a big guy, but a big guy that can hoop. Yeah, and Noah Vonley can. Yeah, he can. He can hoop. So I'm I'm a. Uh, I'm liking what I see from from the Celtics so far. Okay. Uh, and they still don't have Robert Williams back yet. Yeah. So when he comes back, oh my goodness. Yeah, I think we we oversold the coach thing. I think they'll be just fine. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be just fine. W- without a I Doka. said that though. I yeah. said it was all about the system. For sure. You know, they not they didn't change their system. Um, and they did and, get better. The coach was they already there. They really did. Exactly. Exactly. They're they're older, you know, another year older. They they had a, a you know, that playoff run. They got they got better than one year after they made that playoff run against uh, you know, Bron yeah. and them. Tatum dunked on Bron and they had that series. That was uh you know, that was they, they, they grew some this that year and you know, I think they took another step this past year, so we'll see where it leads them this year. I'll give you a West Coast team that you just mentioned, the dubs. Seen them hoop a couple times already and yep, they're they're good. They're I don't think it's a debate that that uh, that they're not coming out of the West. I think it, you could kind of just pencil it in. Um, and I'm a vi- I, let's be clear. I do not like the Warriors. I do not like their fan base. I'm very anti the Warriors. I hate rooting for them in a lot of ways. I like watching them play basketball. They're 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 the most you know fun team I think we've ever watched. Just aesthetically wise, just the way they play the game. But being a NorCal person and not being a Dubs fan, very obnoxious fan base, and I think they all know it. I mean, it's just it is what it is. And I'm a Raider fan too, so it's it's a I share I share a fan base with a lot of these a lot of these people. But no, nah, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Whatever. Uh, but they they man, they look so good. Even though they almost blew a 26 point lead to the Kings Sunday night, which would have been pretty funny if they did. Kings came back, cut it to. Yeah, I missed they that cut one. it to two. They got it down to two within like thirty-eight seconds left. Uh, Kings just battled. It was it was kind of it was kind of a funny game. <laughs> I, I had uh, kind of written it off, but they just have so much depth, man. Like Kaminga doesn't isn't even in the rotation yet. Like he's like the eleventh guy on the bench right now, um, which That's is crazy. crazy because there'll be nights where he'll he'll play probably he'll he'll get nights where he'll he'll probably play 20 minutes sometimes when you know they're they're load managing a little bit but Igadala come playoffs will probably start sneaking in the rotation a little bit more they're just you'd have a Jordan Poole being your sixth man and and uh just what he can do and how he plays just like Steph it's crazy so I think they're definitely the the cream of the crop of the west how's Wiggins looking after he got his 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 Nice, I wouldn't say big, but it got a nice payday. He looked really nice. He looks comfortable, man. He just he's getting to spots. He's hitting that fadeaway with with such ease now. Uh, he always he's always had that, but he just he plays so loose. I think early in his career, people expected him to just be the guy, and I don't I don't think he is that personality type. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't say a whole lot. I mean, he showed a lot of flashes. We saw him in high yeah. school. High school, he was, you know, what they call him, the Canadian right. Jordan. Like he was, you know, what I'm saying he was. I don't like Kelp going to went to Huntington, which is not too far away from from um, from where I'm from, Baltimore. Uh, he had a lot of hype. 
I mean, didn't really do. I had a pretty, pretty good college, uh, one year in college, but, uh, you know, he had a lot of hype just coming from high school and, you know, it's, it's, as you can see, it's tough to live up to that hype, man. You can't always be that guy, but you could also still be a very good basketball yeah, player, which I think he's settled down into. Yeah, we goals and um, just expectations are always way higher than than they need to be for for certain guys, I think, and puts them in a box. You know, it doesn't allow them just to be a, a like he was an all star last year, and it it, mm-hmm. it was it's probably year eight or nine for him. You know, yeah, you. People would have liked Probably, to yeah, see right that come like year three or four, but shit, man, he's still been a very solid NBA role player for a long time, and now he's, you know, really good. Um, all right, well, I got to ask you what a, sure. what a, what's going on with your sixer with with your Sixers already? Um, you know, your finals pick, <laughs> veteran team, veteran team, uh, Eastern Conference Finals pick, right. I did say Eastern Conference. I didn't say Finals. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure you said you said you would. I said the Nets. Oh, you did say I said the they Nets. Need you said East, you're right. You're right. To make it, yes, I said the Nets. I was trying to get you in trouble. Either. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I know you tried. No, um, yeah, I mean, I what I did say though, I was right on this one. James Harden is back to being James Harden. Um, and it, granted, you know, it's still early, like we said earlier in the episode, it's, it's only three games in, only a week into the season, but, um, to start the season off, I think he's, this is the best he's looked in maybe three years, maybe four. Um, and you know, he's in shape, he's healthy. Uh, he's back to, you know, dropping guys. I think he, he didn't drop me, got a couple guys touch earth already. And at least I think once every game so Shooting far, 48%. so, you know, he's back to, yeah, he's turnovers back to, are down. You know, being being JH exactly, being aggressive, getting to the bucket. Um, they're not winning yet, but I think uh, I think it'll come. Uh, you know, Tyrese Maxey has to you know get his his self going, and of course Joel. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's, it's going to come down again to to what James and, and Joel does. Yeah. You know, down the stretch, and I think you got to add Tyrese into that now because that's basically their big right. three. Um, so, you know, we'll see. It's only three games in, but I, I like the way James looks and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely room to grow and, and room for them to, for them to build and get better, but it's not there yet. I'll tell you that, but it'll come. It'll come. I think the biggest surprise out West is the Jazz being three and one. They beat three playoff teams. And they're still talking about trading their whole team. What's up with Danny Ainge for you, man? (laughs) Come on, man! Like they're they look they look good. It looks like they should have been traded, uh, Gobert and, and and Mitchell. But now you still talk about the late getting Russ, and that's that's like big headline. Even though I don't, I didn't want to talk about the Lakers. Like, why are they trying to trade a team in there? What were they three and Three and one. They got Laurie Market and averaging on, twenty one and eight. Man, I love that. Hoping I like Laurie, man. I Hoping. thought he was going to be so sick coming coming out or coming in the league. He was in Chicago yeah. at first, wasn't he? Uh, shout out our uh, social yeah. media, our social media guy Spencer. He's a big Chicago Bull fan, and he's been trying to tell me. Shout out! He's Spence. been trying to tell me Laurie was the guy forever, and he finally had to let him go, and didn't work out in Chicago. But I'm happy. I'm happy. Good for Laurie. Good for Laurie. That's probably a good fit for him in Utah. Just I'm telling you, sometimes that's all you need is a is a fresh start. Yep. Get away from where you at. Um, 
get around a, a a new group of guys, a new offense, you know, a new environment. Bro, and, call you know it. it, it Colin could be Sexton's wonders. a dog. And I think he that man's got a chip on his shoulder. People thought Donovan Mitchell had a chip on his shoulder going to Cleveland. Like Colin Sexton was a, the the guy. He gets hurt. Garland just comes out of nowhere last year. And then there's there's no. But nah, play. I knew about Garland for yeah. a while. Garland's been for nice. sure. He just had. He just needed. He probably needed that. Clearance. And that's the thing about like the that NBA. was the thing. Exactly. That's what thing you got people. Uh, people got to understand about the NBA. The NBA is all about opportunity. It's about opportunity and being in the right fit. Like if you, if those two things don't don't you know come together, then it's it's you could get lost in the NBA. But if they do come together, which a lot of times you do see for you know for certain players, as long as you stay ready and you know believe in yourself, you can go out there and and, and do wonders. And kids out there hooping. Well, he was an All Star last year too, wasn't he? The year before last, he was hurt. Sex? Are you talking about Garland or no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Garland? Yeah, I think he was he, an All Star last he? year, wasn't he? Yeah, he could have been. I want to say he was. He was close. I think he was. Yeah, but, but uh, but yeah, Jazz though. Special man, good, good for the season. Jazz. Uh, I think that uh, that trade looks like it, it it's going to work. Uh, and it will, we're, we're four games in, so we'll see. Um, what are the Cavs mm-hmm. right now? Cavs are two and one. Yeah, they're off to a good start. Um, yeah, another big trade that happened last year was Halliburton for Sabonis, and that's worked out for both teams. I think in some capacities, freeing up two guards that were like Halliburton's averaging like twenty five and nine right now, or twenty six and nine. Like he's he's nice. I mean, the Pacers aren't going to be good this year. No, the Kings not, aren't going to be very, that very that, that good this year. But Fox is Fox is having his best start to his his career right now. He's averaging over thirty and shooting like fifty five percent and over forty percent from three right now. So it, that worked out for both of those guys because I don't think they could have really played together. So no, not at all. But everybody knew that Halliburton was a, you know it was a, a stud coming in. The kid could just play. And you know everybody can see that. I I don't think. I guess the king, you know, Kings is, is draft at at that point. It was draft best available. So of course you got to take him. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean they 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 did right by getting him out of there and letting him get on to uh to the Pacers and get active. But uh, you know another team that I don't think we really well, we didn't really sleep on them. But uh, I don't think we gave them enough credit. Because they they seem to keep getting better every year. This is Memphis. Yeah. I'm talking about the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaws coming out in uh, the start of a, of a possible MVP season. Um, I wouldn't quite say a championship season, even though they think I, you know, if, if Ja didn't get hurt last year in that, in that playoff series against the Warriors, that they would have beat the Warriors. Mm. So um, that'll be a very interesting. Uh, Series to watch as the regular season goes along and see who wins that going into the playoffs also because, you know, it doesn't tell all during the regular season, but it definitely has a a, a mental game impact on you when, you when it gets to the playoffs because, hey, you know, we played them four times, we beat them three, you know, we got yeah. a chance. So Bro, definitely got to look out for them. Desmond Bain just – that man – that's exactly what I was about to say. I was just about to it say don't, it. It don't make sense, bro. He has the shortest arms I've ever seen of any shooting guard in the NBA. And he's just built like a he's built like an NFL running back or a fullback. I mean, he's six six, so it's probably he's, he's too big, but he just looks 
he does not look like a shooter. It doesn't look like he's pulling up from, you know, he looks like he's just going to, he's going to body you up defensively, push you around, you know, get five fouls. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like, he, he looks like yeah, a linebacker. Like he, he's a, bon- like a Bonzi Wells type body. Uh, oh, he might shit. even be bigger than Bonzi Wells. He's shorter. Yeah. He's shorter than Bonzi Wells. But as far he as like, 38 last night. Like muscle man. Him and Jaw like, had 38 exactly. apiece. And you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? When he was coming out in the draft, Shout out to my guy, Taylor Sports. He's a trainer down in Miami. He put up, and I remember it's like yesterday, he put up and said that Desmond Bain was going to be like top three, top five, whatever it be, but top shooters in the league. And he came out and did it. And he's been doing it and just continuing just to just keep killing. So, you know, shout out to Taylor Sports. Shout for out that. my guy, Brandon Clark. And shout out to Desmond. That's SJSU, Brandon Clark. Clark. Backup big for the Grizz. Oh, he's talking about okay. He's, yeah, uh, gotcha, he went to SJS. Yeah, yeah he went to kid. SJSU for like that, that was like our that's like our one our one NBA guy, and then he transferred to Gonzaga his last year. Hey, well, so you know he started guy. off there. You guys can think. that's like that's like us and Mello yeah. at my high school. Mello went to my high school freshman sophomore junior year, and then went to Oak Hill for mm-hmm. one year, but. You know, we we still claim right. him at TC, even though he don't claim <laughs> TC. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Brandon Clark's ever going to talk about you know uh, beating SDSU and we stormed the court because that was like our my biggest win or yeah the biggest win that I was I was there for for four years and I called games on the radio for him. Um, but yeah, it, it's got to support my guy. So yeah, you know, you know, that's family. Spartan up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yeah, man. So. Looking forward to getting to the rest of this week with the with the NBA. See how things pan out. See who's going to make some turn, some changes. See who's going to turn up. Um, Milwaukee's only get, only team that's only played two games, and we got a break to start. And they're two and zero. Yeah. I don't know how they pulled yeah. that one off. Oh, uh, some rookie updates. Keegan Murray's looked really nice, and uh, Paulo. I don't even know how to say his last name. Uh, Bond. Bonchero, fuck, whatever. Oh my god, we gotta we gotta work on that. But yes, because he's a grown man. Sheesh, that's a grown man. He gets whatever he wants. Like they're already given. Like they they've deferred to him. Like two in the the two games that I've that I've caught of Orlando, it's he's bringing the ball up the court, and it's almost like get out of the way. Just sick. Yeah, you know what's crazy is. He making it look so easy. It wasn't even looking, you know. Usually, pro am summertime ball looks it, it makes it look easy. He making the league right now look like it's 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 pro am, even though they're not, you know, they they're not undefeated or nothing like that. But just his play, he making himself look like he out there playing in the summer league or, or somebody's pro am. Like it's is that easy, young fella? <laughs> is that easy, huh? Sheesh, grown man, boy. I tell you that, grown man. Did you see a? Uh... Oh yeah, what'd you think about Cat telling uh <laughs> telling Anthony Edwards to stop eating Popeyes? Did you see that? Is Cat even in the best shape? Is Cat <laughs> even in the best shape? Does he have any room? Like that was wild. I don't know. I've never seen someone do that to a teammate like that. That was weird. That was weird, right? Like like pause, pause, but like do you see Cat walking around with his sh- his shirt off? No. I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I thought that was wild. I got you criticize him for being in 
you know, that Adam Sandler movie in the off season instead of like, but don't like, what are you talking about his diet? Like that's, I don't know, man. That that's weird. I, I was that was corny to me. I I thought that was just when you guys when you guys hear him talk about Popeyes, that don't that don't make me happy. What, bro? Are you his girl, bro? <laughs> like up, bro. what? Anthony Edwards is what twenty years old, twenty one. Come on, bro. How old is Cat? Twenty six. Somewhere around there. Come on, man. Cut it out. Not yeah, cut, cut it, it out. out. Cut it out. Ocho versus science. Yeah. Ocho For sure, versus I, that science. was my first. My first thing I was like, Ocho Cinco is thirty five. Was thirty plus eating McDonald's. This come Big on, Mac. dude. Like, come on, man. The kid gets in the gym. The kid works, man. Don't. That was that was that was. Little haterish right there, cat. I ain't gonna say what else it was, but <laughs> you know. Any other funny shit that we missed? Um, we're going to do 10 seconds real quick on a Lakers shooting. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> okay. All right. That's it. <laughs> My man went to the game the other day. was hounding Bron like, you don't need no help. And when Braun shot the air ball from the logo, oh, I was in tears, dog. Trash. Trash. I was like, oh, man. They're going to get it together, though. Yeah, they'll be fine. They're going to get it. They're going to make they're gonna make a serious trade, and it's going to turn. It's going to turn around. Like I don't we said know, earlier, man. with that Utah I, I, trade. If they do that Utah trade, oh, if they get either Jordan Clarkson or Mike Conley with Rudy Gay, totally different team. I don't think so. Shout out to my guy Rudy. I don't know. Totally different team. I think so. They gotta add. They gotta. The, none is not getting. Rudy it got done. a podcast. I don't even think he's really. He, he actually has a podcast with the network that we didn't go with. The uh, believe. believe I did it's see called that. the Speakeasy Pod. Believe. Um, I did see that, but uh, I think I got like one episode out right. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think. I don't know if Rudy, Mike Conley, and Jordan Clarkson do. I think Jordan Clarkson would be a huge ad, but I don't think Mike Conley and Rudy are, are doing that much for that team. I think I have faith in Mike Conley. Okay. Played a year with him in Memphis. I do like Mike Conley. He was He's solid. Solid. Knock down his open threes, run the team. Um, you know, he he's not a uh, uh, I need the ball kind of guy, but you should definitely keep the ball in his hands because he's not going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, and he'll, you know, get the ball to the guys in that right spot, even though, you know, Bron is, Bron's going to need the ball, period. Bron's going to do what he does. But I think Mike Conley will help out AD a lot too as well. AD's look good so far. But all right, that that's that was talking Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I was, that was it. We don't want to be like everybody else. Just. It's so easy though, because they—I mean—they make it. Well, so it's easy, everywhere. Right? We actually have to do some reason. We have this to do true. some research, watch games that we maybe don't like want to watch. I mean, I watch Kings games every day. I don't want to watch those, but it's like, it's 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 at this point, that's part of part of my life. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. Facts. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. This will this will be another fun week. Um. And we have uh, we had a really good interview this week. I thought uh, I think it's the best one we've done so far, and it actually hasn't been a former player. It's a former media, or not a former, but a current media member of of 
Kings Media, which we really wasn't a Kings heavy episode. We kind of just uh, let let Dante and yeah to talk about talk about how you uh, you got to know Carmichael Dave. Just reminiscent, man. My guy Carmichael Dave. Yeah, so you know, episode two, my guy Carmichael Dave uh, started our relationship off. Uh, I was actually doing an interview on a radio station before his slotted time slot with the station. And, you know, he walked on and, you know, we 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 uh, we did a, a few minutes together and I kind of felt bad because, you know, he said it too. He's like, you know, thanks, you guys. Now my my segment is going to be kind of trash because you guys are leaving and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he was he was real cool um, and kind of, you know, took me in as far as trying to get something like this started. He always used to tell me like, oh, you know, you should do a podcast or you know, try to get on the radio. I used to always go on, especially in summer times. I would host, uh, co-host his show with him for like a week. I would go on for like a week if I was in Sacramento when I left or even when I was there in the summertime, I would always pop in and out and do things. And, uh, you know, that's how I kind of built my fan base up in SAC for sure. But, uh, you know, Kamaka Dave is, is cool, man. Know, know the family, know his wife, know the kids. And, uh, it was, it was an honor to have him on, uh, on you know my podcast and 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 to get things started, so Carmichael Dave is a legend, and you know Caleb Caleb is a North Carolina kid, sack sack guy, so he's Carmichael Dave is, is his story is yep. dope. So you guys definitely got to stay tuned, listen to that, and make sure you guys check back in every week with us. Hoops World dropping every Wednesday with some hot yes takes sir in the hoop world. We got, I, I was sitting here telling Caleb, I was like, man, we have so many stories. Like, people people always, you know, I come in town, I always, you know, make sure I hop on the radio with you or whatnot. But, like, people don't really understand, like, it's, it's like, it's not just radio with us, like, or, you know, interviews. Like, we really, like, hang out. Like, we really, like, bros. And, and I was trying to tell Caleb, I'm like, though, yeah. like, you know, anyway, Caleb, Caleb, Carmichael Dave, Carmichael Dave, Caleb. Good to meet you. Good to meet you, man. And a friend of Dante's, you know. Now he's a he's a big big Carmichael Dave fan, man. So you know, we're, oh dear, this is uh this this is gonna be this is gonna be a good one, man. It's gonna be a good one. I'm excited. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're gonna be a much better broadcaster than I am a basketball player. I promise <laughs> <you>. <laughs> hey, where are you staying now? You still on? You still around Baltimore? I'm back. Yep, I'm back in in Maryland. I'm staying like a area called Bowie. It's like probably like 20 minutes outside. Definitely not not okay. staying in Baltimore, but uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm close, I'm close. Cool. Yeah. Cool. How's everything? How's the family? I know the kids are are growing every day. I already know about that. Well, let me tell you, my daughter is she turned 15 last week, and there's pictures. Man, I was looking for them. Man, there's there's. I got to remember when uh, they had that lockout. Had to go and to, you guys they came to the, the you guys came to the game. Yeah, and I got pictures of you and Jason, uh, Jason Thompson holding uh, holding holding the kids, and they're in their you know little uh, frog hats with the the arms coming down. And now she's you know sophomore in high school. He's going to be fourteen uh, on the thirtieth, bro. And I'm seeing I'm seeing my rookie doing a podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't handle this. Can't Look, handle everybody, this shit, everybody's bro. growing up now, man. It's crazy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't handle it, bro. Man. I can't handle all it. Right, you, though. JT, Cisco, man, all you guys. Good times, man. It's good times. I, I, I still, man. grown men. I still talk about sack. Like it feels like it was just yesterday that you know I was that we was just there and we were just playing like time. It flies by so like so much has happened, but it it still doesn't even seem like it's been as long as it's been. I mean, shit, that was two thousand. I think thirteen was the last year I was there. And it was like, damn, like it's crazy. I saw a video clip the other day. It blew my mind. I'm gonna blow yours now. So you remember uh you remember when you guys came out at the last game, I was on the ladder and you came out and got on the ladder and was talking oh, to the crowd. Man, I'm talking about fighting back tears. Yeah, dude, like I, you would have thought I was I was been living in Sacramento my whole life. Man. That was ten that was ten years ago. Bro. That was ten? That was ten years ago. It was two thousand twelve. <laughs> I remember, I remember us walking out and just like you know the game was emotional. Of course, it was the Lakers. And I think we won. We won that game. We won that last. No, we lost. Okay, we wanted to win that game. Kobe, bro, Kobe in overtime. That's what. That's the game I got. The, was that the game I got the block and everything? Or that was no. Yeah, dude, it, Kobe and OT. You guys and and the regulation. You drew up. You drew a play. I don't know if you drew it up for Marcus or not. But he had the ball top of the key. Kobe was checking him one on one, and it just it barely hit the net. Kobe shut him down. Then they came back one like by like seven. It's always team. overtime. Yeah, it's always overtime. But I'm gonna remember that we won. The, I like the way you remember it better. We won. It, it felt like out. it felt like it felt like we won that game. But no, it yeah. was the last. It might have been the, my last. The last game of my regular season. I think we beat the Lakers. I think that's what okay. it was because we still came. Oh, so. we came back another year. Um, yeah. yeah, but. I think you're right. But no, walking out and, you know, seeing the ladder in the middle. Of course, you won the ladder. And, you know, we're we're walking over to you with the mic. And yep. just the emotion that you felt in the room. Like, you could feel, like, you know, my chest got real tight. It got real, it got real heavy. And, you know, we as we walk out, we see people crying. And, you know, you're on the mic fighting back tears and just, you know, it seemed like the whole arena, everybody has stayed. Like nobody left. It was people in the fans and security guards were crying. Like it was it was crazy, man. It was like, dang, like and, and to be honest, we weren't even the best team, you know, like we weren't weren't wow. in contention, playoff contention. We were still young. We we were better than we were my rookie year for sure with the 17 wins. But you know, we we were still, you know, just fighting, trying to find our way. But you would have thought that we were a, a two or three seed leaving out of the West. And it was a possibility that we were leaving and going to Seattle or Anaheim, wherever we were supposed to go. And just the emotions that was in that room, man, was, man, it was. You guys are family. It really was. Y'all, you know that. You're automatically family. And I tell people that all the time. It's like, it's like, you know, Sacramento, even though I didn't have the best time with the organization. And even still, I don't think the organization is really that good. But. It's the fan base in Sacramento that really makes the Kings, I believe. You know, that makes Kyle Bell Nation, that that makes it a city that you can call home. People always ask me, oh, why do you like Sacramento? Man, I like Sacramento because of the fans, how they embrace me and my family. Yeah. And, you know, my cousin still lives out there and he loves it. You know, he's ne- I don't think he's ever going to leave Sacramento. And it's just, it's just an odd you know, I tell people all the time, it's it's really not that bad, man. I love Sacramento, love the people. Obviously, I still have good friends that 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 yeah. are there, and man, it's just it's really just like a second home, man. It's crazy. I got I got to write this down, man, because you know I'm I'm gonna write down that that's a good that's a good saying. Sacramento, it's not that bad. 
<laughs> no, you know, you know that's the that, that's always the Sacramento. Who wants right. to go? Man, look, when you go, Cowtown. No, but what's crazy is so a lot of the guys, like you know, a couple of the guys I played on the team with, um, Jermaine Taylor, uh, Pooh Jetter, uh, Darnell Jackson, mm-hmm. a lot of guys like that say, "Oh, before I got to Sacramento, you know, I would have yep. never thought that it was like that. You know, I would have never thought that." You know, it was it was that much love, but when they got there, like we had a blast. Like, shoot, even me and yes, you we did this time of shoot, year. And I had a, Halloween, you and I went to a couple parties. <laughs> Halloween, Halloween is a, is a very good story. Uh, I'll let you tell the Halloween story, Dave. Go ahead, and tell the Halloween. You want me? I, I, you want me to tell I'll the chime Halloween? I'm chiming, but I want you to tell the Halloween story. We so. We, I, I want to be clear that uh, the the station I work for, uh, KCK now Sacktown Sports, uh, they they had we used to be owned by CBS Radio. We have new owners now. CBS Radio was pretty much gonna, you know, they were good with anything as long as it made money. It was legal. So we used to, uh, one of our sister stations uh, put on this uh, the show every year around Halloween called the. Well, it used to be called the exotic erotic ball, but then it became the exotic ball because I think exotic erotic. There was a little too you know, much. Like, people thought like farm, <laughs> farm animals. Exactly. So, so if I remember it right, Dante, correct me if I'm getting it wrong. So it was you, it was, it was me, it was JT, my wife, and we had a few others. And I want to say we, I think we went there together, or we met there. No, we met there. We ended up. Um, um, Going there on like a on like a party bus type deal. We brought a yeah. bunch of people. Yeah, Tisha Penichero was with us. Um, yes, I think Tisha, we might have right. had one other uh, w, WBA player. Jody Bacon was probably in there. Jody was, I'm, I'm yeah, imagining. she was definitely in there. Um, now we just had it, so we took a big party bus uh, and met you guys over at the, the the fairgrounds over at the yeah. So and the thing here is that like people can dress however they want and. It's it's a hilarious story because <laughs> oh yes please so my wife <laughs> oh let me tell this part okay I'm gonna tell this part so okay. mind you okay. me and Dave have been cool now for I think this is one to lot of years we me and Dave have been cool for three years now met his wife a few times you know met the met the family everybody was very very you know very very nice we was cool you know everything was everything but at the Halloween party mm-hmm. uh your wife had on a very <laughs> Interesting costume, Dave. Tell yeah. about that. <laughs> you have to understand. My wife is very, very soft spoken, very shy. She's not out boisterous, whatever. This is so out of character for her. Right. And I was egging her on and egging her on. So, but my wife also, you know, works out. She's 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 in shape. So she wears this 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 outfit basically, and she's got she's wearing nothing but. Uh, a, a g-string and uh she's got <laughs> she's got duct tape strategically placed <laughs> and then she's wearing like this netting a, a fish net. netting over it. A, a fishnet thank you uh, thank you for i'm I, I i'm really glad and also not really glad you, you remembered <laughs> that well so, so so she's in this fishnet with with nothing, I mean, you know, nothing left to the imagination, and and I'm walking, around, and and here's the thing, and and Dante, you you know, I'm being pure when I say this. I, I I think a lot of men will really have been very possessive and very uh, jealous, but my attitude has always been like, bro, there's a reason I'm on the radio, okay, and 
I, I happened to be lucky enough to find a wife that I could make laugh and that I could uh, I could feed. And those are two of the keys for dudes who aren't as pretty as Dante <laughs> uh, if, 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 if they want to try to, to, to hit out of their league. So for me, I saw everybody, you know, going, holy and and. And I was I was very proud of her, but also there's a lot of trust that comes with that too. The problem is, is it didn't shut down uh, one of the guys on the station. One, well, a couple of our friends. We used to always joke about how uh, Melissa always wanted to run away with Dante to uh, Hawaii and build a life out there, and and that didn't, you know, that didn't slow it down whatsoever. Man, I, I took a lot of shit. Yeah, see, that, I, I didn't I didn't know about that one, but I will also say I didn't recognize her at first. Right. When she so walked up because of, you know, right. I, she, right. like you said, she doesn't you know, not really. She's you know, she's cool. Cool people. Don't get me wrong. But she's, you know, she'll right. sit back. She'll just she's quiet. She's not really she's not going to say too much. Right. But bro, it's called RBF. You can say it. She has. RBF. <laughs> she does. She has rest in bitch she face. And, and with all respect, she has rest in bitch but that's face. A good thing, though. Off that that's way. a good thing, though. Yes. For you. Yes. Especially yes. for that night. But. You know, unfortunately, that night, yes. you know, a lot of people, you know, we had we had a couple. We had the drinks flowing and and. uh yeah, but uh, you know, I was I was yes, I was did. happy for you that night. You, I was very happy for you. I was too. Very happy for you. <laughs> I was extremely happy for myself <laughs> that night. I, I it was it was awkward at first because it was like, hey, like, but like, do I look? Do I don't look? Right. Like that's uh, like that's my guy's girl. <laughs> I don't know. What to and, do. and I never seen her in that light. Like I was like, oh, right, this, right, is, right. Uh, this is a bit yeah. much for me. But you know, as the night went on, for you though, it was all good because that's never happened again. That was that was a one time only, and and now that is never. That was her one step. That's all you get. I'm not mad at. She stepped out. That's for sure. She always. My wife always adores nah, you. She sport. loves you so much. Yeah, the whole family does. And that's, you know, people watching right now. That's why Dante, Dante honestly could have said, Hey, I'm doing this podcast. I need you to come to uh, Maryland. And I would have, I would have, I would immediately check for the days off. Oh, man. The, the people that know Dante know that, uh, uh, family is family for life, and it, it goes beyond basketball. And uh, I'm 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 just really proud of uh of of everything you did in your career. But I'm more honestly, I'm a lot more proud of the man you are. I, I appreciate really. it. I really appreciate that, Carmichael, Dave, and you know what's crazy is you were one of the first um people to ever be like, yo, you either need to come get on the radio with me, or you need to. And this was before even podcasts were really jumping. I think you were the first person to really say something like, oh, you need to start your own kind of podcast because we were doing the uh I remember I was doing the weekly live streams during the season. I forgot yep. the, the 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 platform we were doing it on. But it was like kind of like the first thing that we would have people, you know, chime in. It would be a thousand, two thousand, you know, Kings fans, between Kings fans, Circus fans, or if I had whoever else I had on, whether it be Tyreek or JT. And you were like, dude, you really need to looking to doing this, you know, whether it be, you know, in the off season or, or whatever. And, you know, took a little while, but man, we're, we're, we're finally here and, and, you know, big, big thanks to my guy, Caleb for making it happen and, and stepping up as my producer. But my guy, Carmichael Dave was definitely one of the first people to be like, Tay, you need to, you need to look into getting into yeah. something, something off the court with your, with your, uh, with your TV radio skills for sure. Well, what happened? And, and poor Caleb sitting here listening to old oh, men. I love it. Just, <laughs> but uh, 
So I used to do the nine to midnight show. You know, I do mornings now. I've done mornings for uh, a decade plus, but I used to do the nine to midnight mm-hmm. show. That's how I broke in. I, mean, I was a caller, and then I broke in on the night show. And it yeah, was can like, you tell? Uh, can you tell that radio. story? That's something that uh, that was one of the questions I had for you because I was a, a KHDK listener my whole life. Like when I was little, like going to the, my first Kings game was probably like I was five or so. I'm NorCal. Parents live in Lodi. Um, so that was always super interesting because we used to hear you call in on the radio as Carmichael Dave. We're like, all right, like in, in, I remember the rapport, like, all right, Carmichael Dave's in, Carmichael Dave's in, Carmichael Dave's in. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, Carmichael Dave has his own show. Like, can you tell yeah. us through that? Talk us through that a little bit. Cause that, that's something yeah. very interesting. And it, it, um, not to get all like whatever, but it was, it was super motivating for me to like see someone that just like, fucking just pushed through and got a shot so tell us tell us that story a little bit i appreciate that no i appreciate that uh honestly that that means a lot to me because a lot of people helped me uh along the way and uh i i so i used to call and i used to live in carmichael you know shockingly so i was dave and carmichael you know like it'd be dante in baltimore you and lodi or whatever it would be let's go to dave and carmichael and then eventually i called so much because you know that was my thing i just i had the bug there's something about when you start broadcasting you either you either feel it or you don't you have this this switch that turns on it's it's a beautiful thing to to broadcast to people and talk to people i love i have really bad attention deficit disorder and i know that word's thrown around a lot but i was uh i was on ritalin as a kid i was uh I, i had to have a lot of a lot of help um to to uh, help in school with reading, with focusing. And I needed to find uh, something that, that, that would help me or that would work with my ADD. And the thing about calling in a radio or whatever is I can do 50 things at once and it, it's my comfort zone. So I would call and I would call and I would call and I would, I had this little uh, boom box and uh, I would, I would, rec- I, I have this tape I'd record my calls on and then I'd go back and I, and I'd listen to them and kind of be my own program director and eventually they said, hey, if you, if you promise to call in after every Kings game, we'll put you first up. And I was like, oh, shit, I made it. So uh, it became Carmichael Dave. We'll go to him first up after the Kings post game. It was two guys hosting that show, Steve Buzzard and Jason Ross, who, Jay funny Ross. enough, is my mm-hmm. co-host now all these wow. years later. So uh, I did that uh, for, for a while. I started that when I was a teenager. And then um, I, uh, I finally got an internship there. And I, I did in, you know, all the grunt work for a couple of years. Then uh, the program director said, you can't just jump on the radio, bro. You got to go to a, another radio station. I went to a, a station called Quad 106.5 Alternative Rock. It's no longer around. My first shift was uh, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Christmas Eve. My second shift was 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. New Year's Eve. You get the idea. And it was six bucks an hour. Um, I used to do the overnights, and then I'd help produce the morning show. Uh, and then eventually they made me promotions director. So my days will go from, you know, like 10 PM. I get out of there about three, 4 PM and I lived a half hour away. So I had a little white 81 Toyota Celica piece of garbage car that I would sleep in a lot. Um, and, and we didn't have a lot of money. So we used to give away, uh, uh, prizes. We used to, uh, Togo's the sandwich shop. I don't know if you went to Togo's out here, Dante, nah, but, nah, I missed that one. um, these, I was okay. So I was, like, I was, I was like a pickle guy. Pause. Okay, so Togo's and Mr. Pick was very, very similar. Okay. And we had these, and so being the promotions director, I and I can admit this now, I'd have access to all the gift cards we give listeners. So I'd peel back, you know, like 30, 40 bucks worth and pocket them because that's, you know, a lot of times that's how right. we ate. So you're struggling, but you're struggling for a purpose. Uh, they had a night show, 9 to Midnight. A guy named Monty hosted it, and then he got a job in uh, – 
St. Louis, and I got a call from the, the, the program director about three in the afternoon and said, hey, this dude just quit. Uh, can you come host? Now, I had strep throat. I had 104-degree fever, and I had never hosted a show before. And it was a live remote show at Hooters following a East Coast-ish uh, Central Time Zone game. It was uh, against the Timberwolves. Uh, we won in overtime. Bonzi Wells hit a corner three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I've got Hooters girls and live audience and all this stuff going on. It was insane. Um, but they ended up giving me the show and the story I was getting into with Dante and how he and I really met was I had no pull, no power, nothing. Like I said, we were there. It was rise guys and then Grant and then Jim Cozumore. I was a forgotten guy. So the only players the Kings would give me would be the rookies that didn't know any better and they weren't trying to get a boat or a car or something uh, and they were just trying to break in. So I got Tyreek his first mm-hmm. year. Uh, I got uh, Cisco. I got uh, um, JT and and Dante. And so those were, you know, I always call them my rookies because those were my four rookies. And there's something about talking to guys that just come into the league. And I know some of them, you know, Tyreek was really quiet. JT was also a little bit quiet at first. Cisco, you had to get it out of him. Dante, it was like, bing. And, 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 and you learn the personalities beyond the player. These guys are a, a, away from home. Uh, they're away from the families. I soon learned about Dante and him growing up and the tragedies and the things and the struggles he dealt with as a human being and going to Syracuse. And you, you get to know these folks. And then you really learn to love them, and some more than others, but you learn to love them. You follow them. You you want to take care of them. You want to see them succeed. And it was really a blessing. No offense to Mike Bibby or uh, you know Brad Miller, who I just saw the other day, or Chris Weber, or any of these top top flight guys that got on the big shows. I wouldn't change it for the world. If you if you said I could go back and I could have anybody off those rosters, anybody at all. I would still take Tyreek and Cisco and JT and Dante because those friendships are lifetime friendships. And I really think the audience benefited the most because they got the insight into the human being instead of Dante, uh, that play that uh, coach drew up with the thing and over on the corner, you missed it. <laughs> That's fine. There's yeah, a place yeah. for that. But people were more interested in the human being. And Dante, for example, is an, is an, one of the deepest athletes I know, one of the deepest humans I know that goes way, way, way beyond his, uh, his time. I appreciate that, Carl Michael Day. Appreciate that, baby. Your story is, is it's it's crazy, though. Like, I didn't, so we were talking about this before, and, you know, I didn't even know. I'm thinking that, you know, you was just, you were there. Because I remember the first time I met you was, like, right before the season, we were on, because you're, at the time, my rookie year, you're, 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 um, your episode, I'm sorry, your um, your show was on after you said you had the, I think it was a 10 to, by the time I got there, you were on like maybe like the 10 to 1 or something like that. What was it that? Yeah, so after games, after games, I would go, like it was 9 to midnight, but after games, it usually wrap up around yeah. 10 and then I'd go on all the way till midnight. So one night like we were there, it was like before this, before, it might be before the home opener and me and JT had came and did a live show with Jay Ross. Was it Jay yeah. Ross and, and Grant at the time? Grant was still there at the station, wasn't he? Yeah, he was there, but I don't know. It was Jay. It might have been Jay Ross and Steve. It might have been Jay Ross yeah, and Coase. Yeah. It might have been Jay Ross. And but I remember you yeah, coming Jay in. I mean, was the first day I mentioned yeah. you came in, and we were all in there talking. You came in, and I think you did like last fifteen minutes with us because you were getting ready to go on, and you was just like, 
Well, you know, thanks. I mean, my show is going to suck tonight because, you know, I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have nobody on. Like, you guys are getting ready to leave. It's like, true. It, it was crazy because I sat there and thought, I was like, damn, like, I was like, Carmichael Day was actually really cool. Like, I enjoyed that last 15 minutes. Not, and no, no offense to J. Ross. J. Ross is cool and whoever else sure. was there with. But it was like, you know, like, we 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 had connected them last 15 minutes. And it was yes. like, it was like, damn, yes. like, I, if, if I really didn't have anything to do, I would stay just to kick it with you for, like, another 30 minutes. I think after that, we ended up um, becoming friends on, uh, I think we, you know, yep. of course, through games and everything. And I eventually, obviously, you know, came back and kept coming on with you. But that first That's night right. that we met was like, I was like, dude, this this guy is is cool as shit. Like, I can, I can see us coming on and, and just kicking it with him and hanging. And, of course, all these years later, we still do that. Every time I come to SAC, I'm definitely coming. And last time I came, I yep. woke up at, at six in the I was on the six in the morning with you, even though it was nine o'clock my yes, time. It wasn't were. bad for me. But uh, they you still. know, I was there and I think I kicked it the whole three hours. We were just there just just hanging, yep. man. It's always like I said, it's always a good time. You're a natural, yeah, man. You know, I You're try. natural. We we went, I mean, and, and you, me, and JT had some, you know, more stories than we have we have time for but you know going to mountain lions games oh, and man. chilling on the sideline and watching the dance contests and uh you know and, and and really again it was something that i always tried to really show if i could if i could expose the human side of the athlete and i especially was you know and like ron artest you know you yep. know ron ron came in one night and the he ended up coming in almost i, I think he averaged three or four shows a night for a whole summer and it turns out, I mean, I can tell the story now, but you know, he and his, <laughs> he and his wife weren't getting along and she used to think he was out at the clubs. Right. And so, but he didn't want to be home with her cause they fight all the time. So Ron would come in and hang with us because his wife could turn on the radio and know he was not at the mm-hmm. clubs, but he didn't have to be at home fighting with his wife doing all that. So he, he hit a, a bottle of pineapple juice and some Malibu <laughs> in, in the fridge and he'd come in and, and Kermit the frog slippers and shorts. Cause you know, that's wrong. And, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And just hang and, and get to know the, the human behind it. And I know, you know, listen, I get into this one too, but it was the same thing when I ended up after at first really, not getting along, uh, which I'm sure you can imagine, but eventually uh, I got to know Demarcus okay. a little bit better. And uh, and and the thing about Demarcus and Raw a little bit different than you in the sense that 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 you um you know on the surface you're approachable, you are uh, you're very kind and very uh, well. You know, like my wife has RBF. They kind of <laughs> there's a little RBF going on with those guys. Do a little something different with Ron, but but and I also felt you know and maybe I'm overthinking this, but I also felt like there was a little. I always felt like there was a little bit of the big, tall, scary black man with thing going on too. With yeah. yeah, and you know, and with Ron, oh man, Mr. here's Muscle Man thug from Queensbridge, mm-hmm. right? But then you you get to know Ron. He's a twelve year old yeah. kid, man, in a yeah. big body. He's got a heart mm-hmm. of gold. And Demarcus is way more complicated than that. But um, you know, as charitable as anyone else, and um, you know, again, it's just it's just getting to know. Some people you click right away with, like you, Dante, others it takes some time. But as you guys are going to find out, the broadcast medium and just conversations like this are a great way to get to Facts. know people. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a, I don't know, great conversation piece to to kind of get rolling with. I mean, we, we, we're going to put this out as episode two and we have JT as number one. But I mean, that, that's. Did you already talk, talk to JT? JT? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Shit. All right, tell him I said hi next time. I, I just talked a couple weeks because he retired. Yeah, nah. Good nah, people. I'm, I'm, uh, I, just, yeah. I just texted him earlier tonight. So, yeah, I definitely told him he said okay. But that was kind of okay. my pitch to Dante when we were getting this together. It was like, look, dude, you've played all around the world. You've had success, you know, probably not the success you ultimately wanted in the league. But to me, that's 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 just as gold as, you know, guys getting on all the smoke or something. So it, it's it's so cool because I've already got to hear like stories that you would never like. I think the, the basketball conversations around the NBA media are so shallow in a lot of ways. And you don't get to these guys real stories and their mental health and their you know what it goes like what goes into being a professional athlete and and everything that comes with it and i think like that's that's a great start to this show as far as like how we kind of want to um plant our flag in this cuz yeah we want to you know talk real world shit not just you know who we think's going to win this basketball game or who's going to win the MVP well, or who's win the title you know yeah cuz at the end of the day everybody has the same I takes mean, you know we're we're going to probably pick the same teams to win the championship, we're gonna pick the the same guys that are gonna fight. But but to me, as you know, as a podcast listener and um, you know, as a as a producer, like I I want to hear the stories, the the trials and tribulations. And so, yeah, that, that, sure. that's what this platform sure. I think you know should be built on. Yeah, you're well on your way. I mean, listen, we all have different. We all might have similar takes in sports, but we have different experiences in life. And, um. You know, I mean, I, I've, you know, again, relationships are a big deal. And, 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 and I think in this business, it's you, really quick. If, you're going to get exposed real quick if you're a fraud. If, if, uh, if you're not real, as the kids say, if you're not keeping it real, um, you're, you're going to get exposed. And, you know, guys like Dante, man, I mean, you know, goes to Syracuse, drafted first round, uh, gets traded. Or on our best. <laughs> Twice. Uh, twice uh ends up in sacramento which listen i'm a native sacramento but i fully understand like sacramento on the surface you know in the, i mean atlanta no Toronto, but that's the thing though all right you know, he was to cut you off but so the first time yeah. i came in second with the california was to sacramento for a workout that was my first time ever okay being in california and so the i guess the first city i get to is Sacramento. So, of course, you know, everybody's like, oh, that's the reason why you love it. But, like, no, like, I'm not a big city. Like, Baltimore is not a big city type place. Like, it's, it's, don't, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a very populated city. It's a lot of people, but it's not really, really big. And I'm not a big city guy. I don't like traffic that much. Like, I, I, I can't stand the Bay. I can't stand LA. I, I, yeah. As long as I lived in Sacramento, I only went to LA couple times like on a weekend you know take a, a flight down and go hang out for two three days and then i'm i got it's time for me to leave i can't stay there sacramento was like for a kid from baltimore it was like man this is nice like it was it was good weather it was it was sunny um it yep. was just it's just a vibe like when you get there you know you land it's just that that cali vibe like i and you know a lot of my friends and my good people, good people very good people obviously and, you know, my friends and, and my family, everybody that came out loved Sacramento. When I say love Sacramento, like, loved it from the crib to, you know, just the people, the food, different places we went to, just around the city, anywhere from, you know, downtown wasn't popular like that. But we had a good time downtown, all the way to Old Sac. Like you said, we went to the, uh, to the, what was the, the football, the river, what were they called? Not, not the, 
uh, the mountain lions. lions. Yeah, and we went to the lions. river. We went to the river cats, cats too. Baseball. Like yep. all that. Like it was just man. Yep. That was it was enough for me. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm a simple guy. So Sacramento was. And you know that. And you know you could come out here on a flight tomorrow and walk down the street downtown, and still everyone's gonna want to come up and hug yeah. you. And, take and it's cr- of like you it's and, like and, I, it's and, like yeah, I just it, played there. Like it's it's still so much love that people and on Twitter. Every every year around this time, and even just doing out the year, from Tyreek's crazy half court shot to to whatever I have <laughs> going on, on 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 Twitter, like people always mention the Goon Squad game. Oh man, you brought basketball back when you know it was no hope. Like, nobody knew how long the lockout was going to last. People were saying a year, whatever, whatever. You know, bringing the game back right. to to the lockout game we had at, at UC Davis and having everybody show up. Goon man, squad. it was it was crazy. Like it was. It's the love that Sacramento still shows. Is is you would think I would have played there 10, 15 years, and it was it was only four years, but it felt like forever, man. It really did. It's crazy. And they and they always bring up the the good always. stuff. Like they, I never see anyone. Thank goodness, I never see anyone bring up how Brockman beat your ass that <laughs> It's like I never see that. And that's that's really that's really kind of them. Yo, exactly. like, I know that's we were trying we were trying to get him in a dunk contest that year too. Why didn't why why did that nobody league. knows? It was a league. You know, league is. John I, know. I didn't I know, know until we had is that there video. We got is video it, of this. The, the Kings took it down, bro. It was Damn. on the Kings. Bro. We had a whole like we had like a it was like a six round battle. Like we had we both did six dunks. We yes. were going back and forth. Doing crazy! I'm talking. About, I pulled out some of my best dunks, and he just was. Oh my what god! He he, he jumped from the free throw line. He did a free throw. Jump from the free throw line, like a full on free. He he jumped like, from the free throw line. He went between his legs like, I, and did. He was doing some crazy bro, six eight stubby John, John Brockman. Brockman. <laughs> John Brockman. John Brockman. Six six. They wanted six eight. John Brockman probably like six seven, about <laughs> two fifty. Right, and was jumping. Yeah, he was like white. Oh my Martin. goodness! Oh my goodness! And, Don, and and listen, Dante. That's was when I was flying. Going, I could fly. He was flying. <laughs> he was doing. And, and and honestly, what I mean, John would have. John probably would have won if there were judges here. But let's be clear: a lot of that scoring was because we expected Dante to be doing some of the stuff. He, like that was we could imagine that. All of a sudden, this stubby little pudgy white dude is doing Vince Carter moves, oh, and I can't. I saw the video and I fell on the floor. I can't even imagine what you guys were going through. It was shocking me. I was sitting there like, because this Bro. was halfway through the season, so it's like, you know, I, I, we, I've seen him, you know, dunk in practice, and you've yeah. seen him dunk in some games, but the stuff he was doing, I was like, Bro, is it, are we sending you to All-Star? Like, what's going on? Like, you need to go to the Slam Dunk Contest. Because, <laughs> would you would you eat before practice? And this was after practice, stars? too. Like, so we was doing all this after practice. I was right. like, goodness gracious. Like, Who was the coach then? I, was, I, think, I think it was, uh, <laughs> rest in peace, I think it was Westfall. Coach Westfall. That was Coach Westfall. Because yeah. right. John came oh, in. Man. John came in my third year. So that was the yeah, that was the year before the lockout. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was Westfall. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. One four flat. Never come here. Remember Coach Westfall? I was seeing one four flat. I mean, it worked out for me. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I had I had some of my <laughs> best numbers with Westfall, so I can't even say it. Yes. It worked out for me. Yes, sir. But, uh, but yes, yeah, sir. man. Rest in peace. He's yeah, he was man. cool. He we we butted heads a lot in the beginning too because you know he he's not one of them coaches. He's a he's an old school coach. You know the young guys don't really play with with him. You know and right. and 
he had no choice. He had a team full of young guys. And right. then, um, you know, we had some injuries. So, of course, I was thrown into the fire. And, uh, you know, we, we, we started off rocky, but definitely towards, especially towards the end of my second year, it was, I, I definitely gained his trust and we worked out. But, uh, yeah, man, from King days. Hey, how many years did you play with uh, Kenny Thomas? I played a year, a year and a half. That was my vet. So he was there my first year. I think he okay. might have been there. He might have finished all the way through my second year. I don't know. We might have traded. No, you know what? Okay. We sent them away. We did like a John Wall type deal, like, That's but right. not John okay. Wall. Like it was okay. like he was like, yeah, kind of, they were saying he was detrimental to the team. For me, which I mean, I mean, come it, on, man, to be to be fair, from him having being my vet and he lived four houses over for me. So you know, we we had our talks. It, yeah. He was a guy that came to Sacramento, got paid from Sacramento. He was in Philly. He thought he was going to have a bigger role than what he had. And, you know, Sacramento organization got him. They lied to him. They brought him in. And they got a lot of people. Yeah, basically kind of, I want to say they kind of like derailed his career. Like they could have easily just traded him. Yeah. And they just kept drafting people over him. They drafted Spencer. They drafted JT. And, you know, he was just a miserable vet. Um, There was a game. There was a game that I uh, still remember where he had a triple-double. Mike Bibby had 40 and Kobe had 50 and the Kings won. I don't know why. That's like my uh, my last Kenny He Thomas was always ready was. to go. The thing is, is they'd sit him for like three weeks. And then he'd come in and he, he'd have a double-double in like always. two quarters. Always. Always. He's, I mean, it was crazy. You would think that he, I mean, he he just, he did his work, man. He was, a, he was a pro. He always had his work ready. I mean, he always did his, you know, conditioning mm-hmm. and. And he just knew the game. Man. He was he he wasn't a high flyer. He wasn't very skilled offensively. But you know, he just just found a way to got the, the to get the job done. And his basketball IQ was very high. So you know that 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 helped him out. But uh, but yeah, you said he so he's doing he's doing, he's doing now. No, he's doing he's pre half and, and and post game in studio. And uh, he's still around. Played oh, golf. Nice. You know, he's a good dude, as you know. And he was at this we were at this golf turn uh, charity golf tournament yesterday. And he, Comes up, I hadn't seen him all summer. And comes up, yo, big hug, you know. And the thing about Kenny, I, I, if he, if Kenny, if you see this, I'm sorry, but the thing about Kenny, I, I always know it's Kenny. I don't know what it is, man. And I'm sure you're larger than me, so this this doesn't affect you. But every time Kenny comes up and gives me a hug, he always does the back slap, but it's in the worst part of my back. <laughs> And I don't know how he finds it with those big ass hands, but he always gives me like two slaps and it knocks the fucking wind out of out of me every hundred percent of the time Kenny does this. So I'm <laughs> I'm catching my breath and we're talking. And I guess so Kevin Herter, we got that we got him in a trade from uh, Atlanta. So he's uh, our new two guard, right? Yeah. So so uh, apparently some people start <laughs> some people start calling him K9, right? So Kenny goes, Hey man, so you're about, oh. you're about they're calling Kevin. Is he, he wearing he number is, nine? So he's too? wearing number nine. So, so, because he wore twenty in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. right. I think you're right. Yeah. He switched to nine here. So Kenny's like, man, that's just not gonna fly, man. I gotta talk to him. There's only one K nine. I was like, yeah, yes, there is only one K nine, Kenny. They should have just retired the nine. They screwed up his career. Retire the nine. Retire his jersey. Make it up to him. Hey, Dante. That's like it was. It was. It was big news when Witchcom came to the team. Uh, what was his name? He went to Duke. Uh, kept getting uh, hurt. Bagley. Um, I think he went to, no, not Bagley. But the back Bagley. 
Bagley wore twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're talking about nine. No, he didn't wear twenty two. Okay, Duke. No, but no, it, was, it was uh, it was a, it was a, it was the other kid. Um, they called him the Big Ticket. He was from Virginia. He's from from far from where I'm Big from too, though, or North Carolina. Sorry, but he wore what is his? Now name? you got me thinking because oh, I'm thinking big Duke guys, big like a big one of them big white Duke um, Duke centers. No, nah, it was uh, no, nah, it was black. Sean May. That's what I was saying. No, Sean May was in my town. No, Sean May was. Sean May was my town. Duke player. Uh, Anyway, they were saying the same thing um, to me on Twitter about when he came because he took the uh, uh, and it's pulled up Marvin back. It's not, not it's not badly. Now I'm thinking of some old dookies. Now. But was this like recently, like last few years? It was recent. Okay, yeah, last few years. He played. He was there. He was there before Marvin Bagley, or he might have been there with Marvin Bagley. But I know he got drafted before no, Robinson. No, not Thomas Ryan. Yeah. Ask Kansas. Duke. Duke. Why am I blanking on this? I'm gonna laugh at this. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna drawing a blank too because I know I know I know it's Duke. I know it's cousin and everything. Uh okay. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna find it. We'll talk about it. I bet you in the comments everyone's like, Is this guy? Uh, yeah, right. They're gonna know oh, for sure. Hey, how much can uh let me ask you something, man. How much can ownership directly screw up a uh dude's career? Like, is it always indirectly? Uh not and I don't think it's necessarily ownership. Ownership can help a dude's okay. career. I think if 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 anything, um, it's more just front of office really um, that that can hurt a guy's career. You know, just the way they manage the team. You know, not really knowing. And I can't even put a finger. We was talking about this over there. I was on a, a podcast with uh, Mike Taylor and and, and Craig Smith. Uh, called the underdog, and you know it, it's a it's a it's a league. It's a, a known thing around the league that Sacramento, as an organization, yeah. is horrible. Like it's it's a known fact. Like you go to Sacramento, bro. You you even better hurry up and get out of there, or or your career is just going to go down. And that affects free, and that's why we never. It's crazy to this day. The most impactful free agent we've ever signed is Vlade Divac. I mean, think about that. Like, Vlade Divac is the most impactful free agent we've ever signed. You guys had a really good, and you know what was what too though. And I was mad that I got traded. Rick Adelman played a very, very big role in the organization. He doesn't get enough credit for everything that happened. With the Kings during that during that during that time, he took him as for granted. I felt like towards the I, end, so it was like they made the playoffs for like ten years in a row, couldn't get mm-hmm. over the hump, and then it was like, well, I guess we have to move on from Adelman. And then it was like, then he goes to the Rockets and and picks right back you, up. You, you right know, up. Yeah. and should have never should have never left. Rick was Rick was here for eight years. He made the playoffs uh, all eight. And that's eight more times than every other coach combined that's played for the Sacramento. It's it's ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. And when I got drafted to Houston, Houston was actually my yeah. guarantee. When I was coming in the draft, they were like, I didn't, I didn't, I never even worked out for Houston. I just went and interviewed, and they were like, Hey, we have the twenty six pick. If you're available, because they didn't even yeah. think I was going to be available. If you're available, we're drafting you. We're your. That's that's a, your. We yeah. have our guarantee. Which of course they ended up doing some money stuff and. 
and I ended up going to hit the Memphis. I mean, getting drafted by Memphis, but that's because they were trying to get money too out of it. But that was still like that was my guarantee, and and that's where I was going. And you know, when I when I found that out, like T Mac was supposed to be hurt my rookie year. Um, well, he was. Excuse me, he was hurt. Shane Badde was hurt. I was a projected starter, especially after summer league. Like I yeah. had a great summer league. Killed yeah, like league, thirty-four in one MVP. of the games, I think. Forty-one. 41 I'm sorry. I apologize. You went crazy. Yep. No, hey, by the bad. way, it's been bugging <laughs> the shit out of me since you talked about. It. I wasn't going to give it up. Harry Giles. Harry Giles. Harry Giles. Mm. Harry Giles. I just, I just found ah. it. Oh, I just found it. Oh, Harry, Harry Giles. It was it was a big thing when uh my yeah, when he was, I love I wanted him to I be good too. so bad. Man, he was you know, he yeah. was he couldn't stay healthy, man. He's not one of them guys who couldn't stay healthy. <sighs> yeah. Um but yeah, I was the projected yeah. starter and everything. Yeah. So Yeah. But uh but yeah, nah, Brigadman needs to get a yes, lot more does. love. I mean, of course, you know, the fans know, but he 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 should go into some type of a uh, King's Hall of Fame. You should have a, sure. his his sure. uh, mock turtleneck and mustache retired or something. You know what I'm saying? Because you're right, Rick Adelman and Jeff Petrie were the architects of the best time we ever had here. And and real talk, like about about Rick, uh, Rick 76 man. Like let's let's go. I hope he I hope he's around till he's 96. But Father Time's undefeated, bro. So. Let's go. Let's get him down here and give him the love he deserves. I agree. Thanks. Go ahead, Caleb. What what's uh what's your beat on kind of ownership and and front office as as being a media member? Um, you know, as fans, we live through you guys to some degree. Um, but it kind of sounds like you're you're a little disconnected too. I mean, wh- wh- how how do, how can you how do you guys gauge? You're talking about right on? now or in general? Right now, even just over the past decade or so. This, listen, <laughs> here's the problem, man. As I get older, I get, I get more, you know, I don't care. And, and I've lost, right. I've lost a lot of, I've lost a lot of, I think, longtime listeners because I can't, I can't drink the Kool-Aid or carry the water. If this team's doing well, I'm going to be hanging out of the rafters, but I, I feel a responsibility to at least bring my truth. I may be wrong. But it's my truth and the truth, which some people either don't want to hear or tired of hearing or just want to believe that is this is this this ownership group. And, and, and I mean, you call it ownership. group. Let's just be real here. And this isn't a personal thing. I've met Vivek several times. I've talked to Vivek several times. I've sat and watched basketball games with Vivek several times. He, he's he's a nice man. He's a he's a very nice man. Um, and I, I truly believe he wants to win as badly as any of us do here in Sacramento. I, I believe that he spends money. He wants to win. Uh, he comes to every game. He comes up from the Bay area. He, he flies up, he comes to the game. He goes back home. God knows what time, you know, he's on a private plan. I'm not crying for him, but w- whatever. He's still coming up here. <laughs> but that being said, all of that being said, it would be difficult for his tenure to be described as anything other than an abject failure when it comes to basketball off the court social issues community leadership fantastic but they have they've had no idea what they're doing on the court they've had no idea and this happens so many times when you get an, a, a new owner a new owner in the league they were really successful doing something they became a billionaire you know writing a program or doing some whatever now and then they're surrounded by people 
that are on their payroll or that, that, you know, Hey, Oh wow. Great idea. Hey, that's really smart. You know, their job is basically to kiss ass and you eventually start believing your own hype. And then they come into basketball and they're like, all right, we're going to try this new thing and, you know, four on five and blah, 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 and whatever the hell. And you run into these brick walls. I mean, Vlade Divac was a horrible general manager, but it wasn't his fault. What's he going to do? Say no. He was offered a bunch of money to try to bring this team back, and he's one of the best humans ever. This ownership group literally succeeded in taking one of the most beloved kings of all time and turning him into a pariah because of the the, the Bagley Doncic pick. That wasn't his fault. Yeah, I, I, I felt Bro, bad. For, that's that's like bad. If, if the kings offered me back when Dante and I were doing my night show. And the Kings offered me $8 million a year, uh, and they put Dante at the three and me at the two. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be worse at that than Vlade was at being a GM, but I'm not turning the money down. <laughs> and it, and right, now I'm a bad not. person. Like, I get booed all over. I, I, I didn't. They all, So now you're in the situation where season starts tomorrow for the Kings. You hope they're going to turn it around. They went 4-0 in the preseason. Well, they went 4-0 in the preseason last year, too, but they went 4-0 in the preseason, blah, blah, blah. Here's the bottom line, though, man. They have a they have a general manager who's finally starting to turn it around. He's on he's on the last year of his deal. He, they just let him sign Mike Brown to a four year contract. He's on the last year of his deal. Rob Palenka just got yeah. an extension in, uh, with the Lakers, and the best thing Rob Palenka's done in his tenure is hand LeBron a max contract. When LeBron knocked on his door and said, "I'd like to be a Laker," like this dude, uh, Rob Palenka is a horrible general manager. He's he makes Vlade Divac look like Jerry West, yet he just got a four year extension, and and Monty's out here twisting in the wind. They 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 just. Man, Dante, you ever have one of them friends in school? This is going to be so mean, but you ever have one of those friends in school that, like, really likes girls, and, like, you take him out and, like, try to, you know, put him with your friends, and you, you try, and he goes up to a girl, and, like, every time the dude not only has no game, he has, like, negative game. Like, he's got a booger or something in his teeth, or he just spits all over him. And like, he wants the girl. He believes he can get the girl, but he just has no... They uh, ownership has no game here. They have no game, and yeah. until they get out of the way yeah. and just sign checks and smile and root for the team, it's yeah, I don't I don't know how much better it's going to get. To answer your question, that probably just got me in a lot of trouble. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old, man. Whatever it is, what it is, bro. Hey, man, Carmichael Davis is a real one though. That's that's what you, you you know you speak your truth, like you said, and you know a lot of people might not. Might not like it just because of the situation or the position you're in because, you know, I, I believe and I still know for sure a lot of Kings fans look up to you. And they sometimes might not always agree with what you sure. say, but at the end of the day, it's cannot say it's, it's not real. It's not like you're you have some hidden agenda or anything. You really just want to see your favorite team be successful Amen. again. And, yeah, and I don't want to pull up any of my receipts probably commenting on your uh, Twitter thread, but hey, I, I was I was probably there. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, that that's been the part of the struggle uh, I think in I mean, I'm I'm only 25, so I got the end of the end of the glory days. I like, I was into basketball at 4, so I do remember watching games when that young. But, you know, I got the 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 Kevin Martin game winner is that's that's like my freaking favorite game of all time because I was like eight years old, nine years old, watching that show. How good was Kevin Martin? Shout out to Ohio, dude. baby. I miss that dude. He was there. He was, he, I think he, my rookie year was the year he got paid. Mm. So 
well, that was his first start of the year. Started, I think he got he get an extension or something. I don't know what he got, but anyway, my first, my rookie year was his uh, first year getting that you know getting him yeah. getting his money. But he was he was awkward as game, right? super awkward. Like never seen nobody. He was like the first first like Lamelo yeah. before. Lamelo, as far as like you know, his shooting and, and him and you know, Sean Marion had the ugliest shots lead. ever, dude. Yeah. Ugly, but I'm telling you, when that's when I say it was yep. efficient and it was, he was yep. a bucket. Like I would see him score 15 points in yep. a quarter and just wouldn't even yep. break a sweat. I mean, like, he, would, yep. he was so quick off the dribble, like he would just get to the line yes. and one dribble, like and not even be in the key and already like took off and got a guy to engage. It was insane. He was really good at drawing. He was good, like how James Harden used to yeah. be good at yeah, drawing. Yeah, he was files. the original. Kevin, he was really, really good at just getting into your body, coming up yep. through your arms. And I used to hate that in practice, dude. Trying to defend that man, like I'm not gonna lie, he, he definitely elevated my game after my rookie year. Just as that's what helped me get on the court. I'm not gonna lie, my second year was defending, defending him yeah. during practice, defending John oh, Salmons during practice. John Salmons, like, oh man, like, those, those guys. Crafty, yeah. super crafty, man. Philly, Philly yeah. guy. You know what I'm saying? Right up the road from us. So, but yeah, man, this it's a lot of guys. Kings had some really good players, man. Really good players for sure. But anyways, what I was saying was like I'm burnt out at 25 of this and already am like disassociated certain things. Like I don't you're you're one of the only <laughs> Kings media members left standing for me because it's torture. It literally is like when I see James Ham tweet about preseason field goal percentage and defensive rating. I love James Ham. He's a great, he's a great guy. But like that shit just pisses me off. I'm like, no, we're going to fucking win 10 games this year or 20 games this year. You know, like that's been, it's been hard as hell to like be able to separate like a fandom and a love for a sport. Like I, I've hated the Kings more than I've probably loved the Kings in my life. And that's been, you start looking in the mirror of fandom, like, damn, is this really worth? <laughs> is this really hey, worth? Hey, it? Dante, hey, this dude, twenty five, he's talking about being burnt out on the Kings, man. Let me, let me, say, <laughs> let me tell you, let that's me, what. Uh, but, <laughs> let me break it. Yeah. I say, yeah, look, look at step in the car, Michael Davis. Well, that was I was <laughs> trying to relate. That, that that was why I was my kids. I, was getting I started there. this whole thing by saying my daughter turned fifteen last week. My son turns fourteen on the thirtieth. They haven't been. They were yeah. still in my balls the last time the Kings made the playoffs. That is a fact. Assuming they're mine, which you never really do know, but they they, they, <laughs> oh, they were not in existence the last time the Kings made the playoffs. It. it Listen, I, I I hear you. I do. And 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 you know, the thing is this, man, ultimately, and, and maybe this just comes with age, like I'm gonna cry real tears if this team probably makes a plan, much less God forbid yeah. win to finals. And and it's but it's more for the community. Like I, I used to always say when uh, we were fighting for the team to stay, like I'm not that big of a I'm a huge basketball fan, but I care more about my family. I'm not that big of a fan. Mm-hmm. It's it was the community. It was the the people. It was the the fact that sports is a universal translator that you can go in, you know, with everybody right now, black, white, Mexican, Jew, Christian, Muslim, uh, Trump, Biden, whatever. If if you go into a bar <laughs> and you see somebody else in a King's jersey and you're wearing a King's jersey, your friends. And sure. ultimately, whether it's your inflation or your job or your house payment or your wife or your husband or whatever. Sports is an escape, and so it's it's part of the drama. Ultimately, Caleb, when you think about it, 
and this is where this is the one way Dante is different from us. I am in my late thirties, maybe maybe older, <laughs> and, and I've spent the bulk of my life talking about grown men making millions of dollars playing with an orange hoop, like. On the surface, that is pathetic as hell. Like people are out there, like solving cancer and and building like you know new ways of transportation. I'm like, well, the guy pulled the rebound down and made the basket. And let's talk about it. Did he? Should they start this guy or that guy? And let's. But it's an escape, and in itself, that has and it means so much to a lot does, of people. Too, Dante, like you, 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 you change. You try, I, I've, I've met people before. I don't, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I met people before that was like, oh, I heard you on Carmichael Dave's show. And you guys, like the way you guys interacted or, you know, whatever we were talking about at that time, like it, and I don't even think it had anything to do with basketball. Probably you know, not. We, yeah. we'll just talk about things. But, but it, you know, it, it, you changed, you know, you, you brightened up my day. Like I was feeling so bad. I was going through this and I just listened to you guys and it, it just, it, it everything went away like everything you know I, I my my life went this way or you know whatever they whatever might be That's going cool. on but you know just to hear something like that like damn like you know just me talking just us just having a regular conversation that's real changing you know change somebody's lives and and you know made their day and or made their day better like that's that's really what it's about man, at the end of the day and you guys you know even Caleb now with this and and you know helping me out you, you know we're Want to change so many people's lives just giving them you know something to listen to something to get away and, and just take their mind off whatever they're going through and it might ease whatever they're going through and be and help them to you know be able to deal with it that would be i mean he said it better than me caleb is is and obviously you're you're a representative of you know everybody out there feeling the same way ultimately man it's just we're rooting for laundry you know we're rooting for laundry and 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 what matters often enough is the men that put on that laundry and, and, and who they are and how they represent the name on the front, not just the, the name on the back. So, uh, yeah, man, it sucks. It sucks being, it sucks having your favorite team be literally the losing team in North American sports. Like that's a fact. And, and it's almost Shakespearean how tragic it is from a sports point of view. But you know what, man, there's something, you know, we could be the Lakers. We could be the Yankees. We could be, you know, the, the Patriots. And sometimes I really wish we were, but, there's also something like leathery in our hearts and our in our in our brains and our our, our our arteries that that we're hardened, we're leathered, we're we're real, we're not bandwagon. You can't be. Here's the thing. There's two sentences you never hear in the world. There are two sentences you never hear in this world. Okay, number one is that the banjo player's Porsche, and number two is that a bandwagon Kings fan. Like you never hear anyone ever <laughs> say that for a reason. You can't be a bandwagon Kings fan. Right. Facts. Facts. <laughs> never never anything like that. Um going back to what we we talked about this a little bit earlier, how how did you kind of become more more so the the spokesperson? I don't know if that's the the correct term, but just when the Kings were about to leave the city, how did you kind of step into that role as a voice of of SAC? I don't know. I mean, that I, I never know. I'm not the one to talk about, you know, my place and all that. It's it's very difficult because it, it was all a blur. I, I just know that I think a lot of it was I got fired. Um, 
Passion. And, and, and I, I had a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And I had just gotten fired for stupid reasons and um, because the, the guy doing mornings wanted to do a comedy show and I was too wrapped up with the Kings. And I think people, people maybe grabbed onto that a little bit and rallied around me. And I felt uh, I had a lot of free time. Um, my wife. That it was, was crazy, crazy, bro. That you got I, I, I had no job. I mean, me and Jody talking about that. We were <laughs> bro, pissed. It was how you gonna fire come like a baby? Dude? I still to this day we had we that show had gone from when we took over mornings. It was twenty second. Um, the week before I got fired, it was number two. It was three tenths of a point behind number one. And I'll never forget them saying, you know, we just want to go in a different direction. And and all I could say because I was in shock, it was. If if we're going in a different direction, then we're going to go down because all we've been doing is going up for months. We're we're at the pinnacle here, right. but it was the best thing that. And, and this is always the lesson I try to to say out of it. it. It was the best thing that ever happened in my career was getting fired. And at the time, it certainly wasn't. My wife had to go; she just had two kids. She wasn't working, so she had to go back to work. She's actually still at that job. She's a manager there uh, at that job to this day. But she had to go rush out and get a job. And then I said, "Hey, can I?" And I go on this RV trip for a month and go to all these NBA cities and uh, do this thing for this thing. I don't even work for him. I get paid for this. This isn't a job. And she somehow, for some reason, said yes. And she had put on some clothes by then, Dante. And she had said yes and, and, <laughs> and, and let me do that. And it was like fate. You know, I don't have the gift of faith like, like, like Dante does. I know he walks the path. And, and, and I always have a deep respect for that. I don't, I don't, I don't have the gift of faith. But I, I do know or I do feel like sometimes there there is uh, a greater force, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. There's something at work. And um, whether it was me, uh, whether it was the Here We Stay guys, whether it was the uh, Crown Downtown folks that were really doing the boring stuff. They were the ones going to city council meetings for three hours and listening to garbage and boring mm-hmm. shit and then you know, doing the kid anyways, it was, it was Dante and Tyreek and, and Jason and, 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 um, all those guys coming out and, and speaking to the crowd in that latter moment, which was in two different documentaries that, uh, you know, Grant and Jerry crying, uh, when they signed off, um, it was a whole team effort in the truest sense of the word. And, uh, we've been rewarded by keeping the team, not making the playoffs, but that's why it's like perspective, bro, because we could, we haven't made the playoffs and I'm not one to say, well, we kept the team like that. That got old about five years ago, but we could be looking, we could be rooting for the Seattle Kings right now. You know, we're not. So yeah. mm-hmm. a little perspective for me. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So. Dante, have you ever seen either of those documentaries? I need, no, I haven't. I need to, 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 to check I'm going to text you, uh, tonight, uh, the 30 for 30. I'll, I got it. I can only get to you in person. Yeah, I that never did it ever. Never, never got, got released. released, right? Because they pulled it after the KJ after, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I want to see it. I bet that's a piece of content that I felt like was, was. robbed and I wanted it for so wrong. long. So. That would have been that would. I, I would have loved to have been a part of that one, man. Like to to give give a. a oh a my god! They should have reached out to you. They should have reached out to you. The only and the only reason for the one that was local, I'll send you that we didn't because you were, I, man, you were in like. Tunisia or some shit. I was probably out of the country. Yeah. But uh, no, I'll, I'll, you can. The 30 for 30 definitely needs to come yes, back. Yes, sir. It, uh, Especially, you know what You know what needs to happen? The Kings just need to go ahead and just make yes. the playoffs. And yes. then that'll be a great story right there. Boom. We, be, we, better, we better be getting something. Something, man. Before. I don't know. I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> something is, these fans deserve it. There's, and the, you know, the sad thing is, is what really, man, this is like, this is super dark. 
and I know there's things bigger than uh, there's things way 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 bigger than basketball but like so there's this message board I used to post on before I uh, got into radio called kingsands.com and you know like they have these moderators that like you know don't do this and don't swear and keep it you know whatever and you got to be a special person to be a moderator because you got to be on this thing all day long. So you basically, so there was this one lady uh, and her screen name was VF21, Vlade Fan 21. I mean, diehard, right? She was on this, this site day, night. She's like a grandma that lived up in the woods and like on the internet and doing her thing. You know, we'd have our little battles here and there, but she was, she was a sweet person. And I remember thinking about like, she, she, she invested all this time into talking kings in, in July, talking kings in November, day and night. And she died last year, right? Natural causes. Oh, wow. Natural causes, man. She died. She was just older. She passed away. And I, and the thing I keep thinking is this, like, I'm young, ish. Caleb, you're far younger. And what we go through, what I always think about, man, it's like, what about the people like her? have died and we'll never get a chance to see this team back in the playoffs. And even if we do make the playoffs now, you like, you like to think she's looking down and, and, and seeing it all, but it's like, it's so important to so many people someday. Hopefully we will celebrate the Kings return to glory, but every day that goes by, there's somebody that's never going to be able to celebrate it again. So get your shit together. That's all I'm saying. Team. Hey man, the, the the day the Kings, I'm calling. I it. feel it. The Kings are going to win a championship. Hey, listen, I used to call him uh, Nostradamus because this is the same dude that was jumping up and down the floor during Tyreek shot. I'm telling you, hey man, the Kings are going to win a championship. I, I I'm not going to say you know 2082. I'm not saying that long. I think the Kings are going to get it together and they're going to win a championship within the next ten. I'll okay. I'll I will tell you this right now. Kings get in the finals. You're you're Calm flying there. out here. You staying with me or whoever. Calm and there. we're going to every we're Calm every there. night. It's gonna be like the Olympics, bro. Where you better bring a new liver, uh, and some uh some yeah, I'm you know what I'm it. saying? You better them lungs better be you know I'm with it. Caleb gonna come bro. up too. We, yes, we, we're gonna be there. We're gonna have to do the lives, we're gonna have to do the live <laughs> podcast. Hopefully by then we you know we'll have yes. some sponsors and we'll yes. be We'll be we'll be a little bit bigger, so yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing uh, well, it big. Gray in the beard, me. maybe a little bit, but you know what? That's fine. Oh yeah, definitely gonna have the salt and pepper going. <laughs> you know, it's coming you know in there I, now. You, know, you got you some? I don't see any gray in there. You got no, a little it's, bit. It's, it's, it's the okay. light right now. Okay. It's in there, especially in the, in the hair. Yeah, well, no, you maintaining the hair though. That hairline looks good. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's, it's not, not running. Nowhere. You know, grandpa, my grandfather still has a head full of hair. So I'm 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 good. Okay. I'm good, good to go. You. <laughs> there, I'm straight. I'm straight. Uh, man. Yeah. But man, appreciate you calling Michael Anytime. Dave, man. You know, this is always I'm I know for sure we're gonna have you back on and you know, hopefully we'll be able to say how well the Kings are doing. Anytime. But you know, if if not, just to just to get you to come back on and, and, and bless us with your legendary presence. Uh <laughs> You know, you my guy. I always appreciate you, and and man, thanks for thanks for helping me out early on. You know, helping me get get into the to the whole radio, TV, radio, and you know, it's it's great that now that I have my podcast to, to have you on. And like I said before, man, gotta get you back on. And, and thanks for everything. Anytime, man. bro. Listen, Caleb, take care of my guy. 
uh, and we helped each other, man. You know, that's the great thing about this stuff is it's different stations in life. When, when you and I were around, we're all pretty much the same age. It's different covering these, these kids playing now. <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I, well, I don't exactly. tell they're playing in the locker room, but that's fine. Man, look, hey, it's it's totally totally different. I tell you that. I don't. I, some of these rappers' names, I don't even know who they. Be, Just be. But, hey, there's a hey, will behind. Is. I guarantee you, there's a will in front of the name. I, there's a will They're everything young. right now. Oh, for sure, Lil Lil right. Young, uh, or, Lil uh, Young. Sometimes it's Delvin. They're not even doing that no more. They just this, you know. Right. You know, 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 right. <laughs> wow. like his voice is deeper than Bro. mine. It's like, what's going on? Yeah, dude? bring like, him on here. He I'm gonna have to have him. I'm gonna have to have him come right. on the podcast too. We're gonna we're gonna have a, a special special kids episode. So. Is he dunking yet? He's trying. He's getting Look. there. He's 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 throwing. You know, the kids are throwing him lobs, and he's Got almost it. throwing. It. He almost dunked it somewhere at yeah. camp. I think he'll be by the time the season starts this year. His little middle school team. I think he should be. He should be dunking. He'll be ahead of me. I didn't start dunking until summer of my eighth grade year. <laughs> So, but you're late, uh, he's, man. Damn. Yeah, he's head, he's head and shoulders, but he's he's this kid's crazy. Give him, he's, uh, he's give him our love, would you? And, uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. And tell the missus and, and the kids I said hello. I will for sure. And I, I shall see you guys soon. I'll be out. I definitely got to come out and see some games this Any, year. Anytime. So, you're uh, welcome. You know that. I'll be out to you see you. You always got family man. out here, man. You always got a place to stay. You always got uh, food to eat, man. We'll always take care of you. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Appreciate it, All right, guys. Take care, bro.